0: I'm just getting people to consume these videos that I'm putting out and the impact. It doesn't matter how many followers I have, it doesn't matter the engagement. It's the fact that people are consuming these little video snippets and look what it did to our relationship.
1: The Wingnut Social Podcast, Twitter for interior designers. Oh, yeah, you heard me.
2: Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your interior design business? Then welcome to Wingnut Social, the podcast specifically designed to accelerate your business through increased social media presence, impactful online content, and translating digital influence into physical success. This is your social media tightly fastened. Now welcome the host of Wingnut Social, Darla Powell. Hey there,
1: Wingnuts. Today on the Wingnut Social Podcast, our guest is Madeline Sklar, a renowned Twitter expert and someone I have been following for quite a while. She's amazing. She's a serial entrepreneur, community builder, and leading Twitter marketing expert with 22 years of digital marketing experience and 13 years of social media marketing under her belt. It's no surprise that she is ranked as the number one social media power influencer in Houston. Each week, Madeline hosts the Twitter Smarter Twitter chat that brings together hundreds of people in an active one-hour discussion revolving around Twitter marketing. Since launching three years ago, it has reached over 6 billion, that's with a B, impressions. She also hosts the weekly hashtag social ROI chat that's presented by ManageFlitter. Madeline interviews leading social media and marketing experts for her Twitter Smarter podcast, and the Huffington Post has named Madeline one of the 50 women entrepreneurs to follow. Help me in welcoming Madeline Sklar to the Wingnut Social podcast. Hey there, Wingnuts. Welcome to another episode of Wingnut Social. Today, I'm very excited to announce to you that we have Madeline Sklar, the Twitter expert on our show today. Welcome to the show, Madeline. How are you?
0: Oh, Thanks for having me, Darla. I'm thrilled to be here.
1: We're so excited to have you here, Madeline. And also, I would be remiss in saying that we're also joined by the lovely Soulless Ginger.
3: Hello, Natalie. I'm I'm, (laughs) I'm being roped in again. Once again, I'm not allowed to fish, but here I am. (laughs) Isn't this much more fun than fishing, though, really? Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) So, Madeline, you and I talked a little bit before the podcast in that Twitter is a how many letters is that? Seven letter word (laughs) in the interior design community and owner the head wingnut of wingnut social and having my Facebook group that a design blog and social media laboratory. I got a lot of inquiries and a lot of comments for Twitter saying, why should we even use it? you know, my ideal customers aren't there. I see no ROI from it because I put out a little poll before this interview. And I said, what are your top burning questions for Twitter? What's your number one question? And really the one that I got was why the hell should I even bother? (laughs) So that's why you're here because you are (laughs) the number one uh, rated social media influencer in Houston, right? Congrats on that, by the way. Thank you. That's awesome. Yeah. So what can you tell us a little bit for about Twitter for interior designers? Now, interior design is a, a really a visual medium. It's a, a visual It is. Right. So how does Twitter differ from Facebook or Instagram or what what is it that we should be doing that we're not? What are we missing here?
0: Well, you know what's interesting? Like, I would actually tell people in the industry, like, yes, be on Instagram. Instagram's a great place because it is so visual. But the thing is about Twitter, Twitter is very visual too. But not everyone thinks about it that way. They think about Twitter as almost like texting, right? Because it it was first developed as a way to text, but, you know, a one-to-many platform. So... There are ways to be very visual and you can share videos, you can share photos, you can do so much with it. So I've just been on a mission to really show and educate people so they really understand the power of Twitter and all of the amazing features that you can utilize with it. So you can get your message across.
1: Right. So the one thing that I've picked up from following you on Twitter, which I'm a big fan, by the way, is you engage in a lot of the Twitter chats, your hashtag Twitter smarter, right? You you put out the Twitter chats with its own specific hashtag. Is that something that would benefit to interior designers or is that something that's that we, sh- we should be pursuing or what, how do you feel about that?
0: It can be helpful. I like to use it as a tool for marketing. So like I branded Twitter smarter as a hashtag for a variety of things I do, I went and researched hashtags, I looked for something that no one else was using. So that's how I came up with Twitter Smarter. And I actually first used it as a way to tell people, hey, if you want to learn more about Twitter, follow the Twitter Smarter hashtag I'm going to post articles and information and tips every single day in my Twitter feed. So if you just go look at the hashtag, it'll bypass all the clutter, all the noise out there, and you'll just see the things that I've been posting. I've actually been doing this every day for like 5 years. Like I just when I come across an article, like I ju- actually right before we hopped on here, I was reading an article about Twitter and so added it to my buffer queue and I put Pound Twitter smarter at the end of the tweet, so you know it's just something I like to do to help give back and share information where people can just simply look at a hashtag. But then I also applied it to a podcast I started called Twitter Smarter, uh, online training program that's called the Twitter Smarter Masterclass, and I still do that program five years later. And I also use it. For my very popular Twitter chat called the Twitter Smarter Twitter chat. So I have really taken a hashtag and taken it like 10x. Um, Not too many (laughs) people do that, but you can. Like that really shows you the power of using a hashtag.
1: Right. That's like hashtags on
0: steroids. (laughs) Exactly. That's exactly what it is.
1: So I guess what I'm really trying to dig deep and get at is like, for example, for Darla Powell Interiors on Instagram, I have 13,400 some odd followers. On Twitter, it's like pulling teeth, right? So I have, I think, I want to say 1,700 followers on Twitter. And I've had both accounts the same length of time. And I think that that's my experience with speaking with interior designers is that's pretty universal. It's like no matter, you know, what they do or how often they post or they seem to get that traction. But I have to be honest, and I think that they're giving up kind of quickly on that. But I wanted to see if we've been so successful on Instagram and even Facebook, what is it that we should be doing so much differently on Twitter to take advantage of that platform?
0: Right. And it's a great question. And, and I get asked this a lot. And the thing is, these numbers it's just a vanity metric. You know, in the big picture, does it really matter how many followers we have? I mean, people people hit that follow button and they may never look at your profile again. And then there are people who look at your profile every day and they're not following you because they don't have to, right? It's all in the way we're consuming the content. And so is best to not pay a whole lot of attention to the numbers and it's really about engagement. Are you connecting with people? Are you conversing? Are they talking to you? Are they hitting the link and going to your website when you put it in the tweet? That's been the big thing is the engagement. But we can even go a step further from that. Uh, yesterday, I hosted the social ROI chat. It's another chat that I host we had this lady on who is phenomenal. Her name is Miri Rodriguez, and she is a storyteller at Microsoft. That's her real title. Can you imagine like, you know, what what do you do for a living? Well, I'm the storyteller at Microsoft. Isn't that kind of cool? Yeah,
1: that's great. That's really
0: neat. She made such an interesting comment yesterday because the question to her was for, for businesses, how do you measure the success of your storytelling? And it used to be about vanity metrics, you know, like, you know, how many followers do you have and how much engagement are you having? Her new thing that's becoming, I guess, when it comes to storytelling, but this, but really what are we doing on Twitter and Instagram and YouTube and Facebook? We're storytelling. We're talking about us and our brand and in our lives, but she is saying consumption is the new ROI, And I thought that was really interesting. So that is not necessarily the engagement is, are you getting them to your website? Are you getting them to watch your video? Are you getting them to consume this information? And they don't have to follow you to do that. They don't have to engage with you to do that.
3: So it's almost like customer service, right? You're trying to please your customer. You're bringing them in you're trying to bring them in to get to your website would be the bottom line of what her consumption would be.
0: Exactly.
1: That is pretty nifty. So does Twitter have, I know Instagram has, some of these I'm asking, I'm playing devil's advocate because I do know this, sure. I want the audience to know. Instagram has insights button where you can push that and you can see exactly how many people did come to your profile. Does Twitter have something similar? So you can see how many people viewed this, how
0: many people went to your profile. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think this is a feature on Twitter that a lot of people don't realize they have access to. On your browser, you can't do it on mobile, is browser only. But on a browser, when you're logged in at the top right corner, you got you know your little small picture and you click on that for the pull down menu and you'll see analytics as one of the options. And I definitely recommend everyone listening to go stop what you're doing right now, Go over, go to your twitter.com on your browser, go click on this and take a look because number one, you may have never ever looked at it or number two, it may have been a while. So I recommend you periodically start looking at this because you can see right in front of you what's going on. They start off with giving you this 28 day summary, which is awesome because you basically get a snapshot of how you're doing. You know, it shows you how many tweets, how many impressions, how many profile visits. Which is super important because that's when you know how many times your profile has been viewed. When you're a power user like me, your number is going to be insane. Like In the last 28 days, I've had 17,800 profile visits to my profile. Isn't that that wild? I love that term,
3: by the way, power
1: user. Yeah, cape?
0: well, is it red? I actually do. I'm like Wonder Woman. You didn't know <laughs> you
1: have to send us a picture of that so we can post on the uh, podcast. Here, <laughs> you and your cape for sure. Power me user, and my
0: cape. me and my cape, the power <laughs> user. Hey, that's how you become a number one power influencer in Houston or any other city. You have to like 10x it, you know, you really have to just go all in and. By having this many profile visits, it makes me realize that my profile needs to look great, the bio needs to be good, like everything. I need to have a great pen tweet at the top. I got to make sure everything looks great because people are looking at it. The numbers are telling me people are looking at it. You can also go a step further and see the numbers for each individual tweet. You can see what are the top tweets. You get a lot of information. You can even get the analytics on your videos on Twitter. And I'm really big on utilizing video on Twitter. It's
1: awesome that you mentioned that because when I followed you, I think as Wingnut Social, when I followed you, that was a day that you were doing the video replies. Hey, thanks for following me. Or you were out walking or something.
3: Oh, I remember that. Yeah. She showed me. She's like, look, I got a video reply. I'm like, "Oh," and of course,
1: I thought it was awesome. But I was also like, I got to start doing this. This is really awesome. But it gave me like little butterflies. That's very effective. That's a great tip. Can you tell them a little bit more about that strategy?
0: This is for those who are saying Twitter doesn't work. There's no need to use Twitter. Just focus on Instagram and Facebook. And listen, I'm going to be the first to say, yes, Facebook and Instagram works for this industry, 100%. But Twitter works just as well, too. So, you got to know all the features, what all you have in front of you on Twitter that you can do. I mean, that's why I'm on this mission to teach all these different features because it's amazing. Now, we don't think to do video on Twitter. We just don't. We will go on Snapchat and make videos. We will go on Instagram and do Instagram stories all day long. We can do the exact same thing on Twitter. So I can sit here and just make little stories I'm not cut off at 15 seconds, like Instagram, I can actually do a video on Twitter for up to two minutes and 20 seconds. But we all know, people have short attention spans. So you want to keep them short and concise. So one thing I was doing to encourage people to do video on Twitter is about a year ago, I started a campaign and I called it video reply day, I did a hashtag, video reply day. And I just wanted to encourage people number one, to make sure they knew they could do it. Number two, to just start doing it, just implement. So I thought maybe if I just pick one day a week, so I picked Tuesdays and I said, okay, video reply days on Tuesdays. And so what I would do is go through my notifications and reply to people and do it as a video reply. And you can only do it on your phone is something that's, you know, for mobile only. So when you're hitting the reply button, tap and whether you're on an iPhone or Android is very similar. You just tap to get to the camera. So like for the iPhone, you got to tap on the little picture icon, which opens up the camera and then tap on the video camera, then have it do forward facing. So you got to tap the button that turns it around. So it's facing you and just hold the button and say, like, you know, I probably said something like, Hey, Darla, so nice meeting you. Thanks for following me. Or thanks for the tweet, or you know, where, and I just do a quick little three, four five second video. And that's it. And the response has been amazing, because nobody expects this. You don't expect someone to reply to your tweet with a little personalized video. No, not at all.
1: That was incredibly effective.
0: It goes
3: a really long way. It shows that you actually you might care. <laughs> it was like, oh wait, there is a real person on the end of this Twitter account. She's real, so it was awesome. I know that she had pointed it out to me, and I know it was it was very impressive. It was like cool. So that's definitely something interesting to do that I don't really. see And I think much that of also
1: it also helps you keep loyalty, right? Someone is less likely, I think, to unfollow you when you've given that kind of personalized message, or exactly, you know, it, it definitely you feel more of a sense of connection there when it's that personalized. And I covered in an earlier podcast that you know the people that are out there following you, they're not just numbers. They're not just metrics. They're actual real living, human-based, carbon-based life forms, you know, with feelings. And, you know, so that little speaking to them with the video, that's very impactful.
0: It really is. And it really goes back to what Miri Rodriguez from Microsoft was saying yesterday when she said, consumption is the new ROI. I mean, I'm just getting people to consume these videos that I'm putting out and the impact. It doesn't matter how many followers I have. It doesn't matter the engagement. It's the fact that people are consuming these little video snippets and look what it did to our relationship. Doesn't matter how many followers you have. So, so that's why it's best to not make that a big part of things anymore. Like focus on, you know, what can you do to connect with someone? We do it on Instagram. I mean, most of us are on Instagram every day. I love Instagram stories. What a great way to connect with people. It's terrific.
1: So going back to the video, just really quickly here, one of the biggest pushback I get from designers is that they don't want to do video because... Their makeup's not done right. Their hair's not done right. Their nails aren't done right. You know, they just, what would you say to that? You know, there's never a perfect moment, right? You just want to get out there and be real and do it.
0: I have a lot to say about this because here's the thing. I totally get it. I totally understand it most women do not want to do video. They're not comfortable with it. They will tell me, I I don't like seeing myself on video. I don't like my voice. I don't like my hair. I got to get all fixed up. I mean, I've heard it all. I've heard the whole laundry list. Because of this, I started a mastermind group for women, helping them break through their fears and build up confidence when it comes to video so that they'll start doing Facebook Lives because Facebook Lives... You start doing that, that will help your business. You start doing Instagram Lives, that will help your business. These live video platforms are great for marketing and they're still so underutilized that if you start doing this now and you just go all in on it, you will stand out in your industry because it's just not being done. At a high level yet.
1: Twitter has a Twitter live or?
0: Twitter, yeah, Periscope. But it used to be it was Periscope only and you had to have the Periscope account, but you don't have to anymore. You can go live directly in a tweet. And if you have a Periscope, it will also push it out to Periscope at the same time, which is actually very cool. I mean, Periscope still has a big community. I'm not very active on there. I just never really got... I just preferred Facebook Live because I have such a large following there. Plus, it's fun to change things up and not do everything in one platform. It is good to be visible on at least a few, if not more.
1: Would you agree that it's good to have a different strategy, though, for each platform also? Like what you might put on Twitter would be different, maybe even worded slightly different. I find that Twitter is a little bit more cheeky a little bit more winky, winky, winky face, like where I might put out a post on Facebook that's a little bit more serious, a little bit more elegant about the design. Maybe on Twitter, like the other day I posted, oh my gosh, it's time for me to go back on my diet because a high point in October chicken sandwich, you know, if I eat a grilled chicken sandwich, then it's okay to eat the fries, right? Or something like that. Right. Yeah, it can be a a little more casual or am I I just imagining that? You
0: know, it can be however you want it to be. I mean, I think we do look at Facebook pages as a little bit more prim and proper versus having more fun with emojis on Twitter and Instagram. But it can be however you want it to be. But I do tell people, yes, your strategies need to be different because number one, the way you post information on each one is different. They're not the same number of characters. They do photos differently. Some let you do one or two, some lets you do a whole bunch. Like, like they're all, they all have their things. So you need to know how each one works and work within the parameters they give you. Right. So, like it used to be that people would take their Facebook and automatically push it out to their Twitter, which was terrible. Bad mistake because at the time, Twitter was 140 characters. So remember how you would see these tweets that would be like real short and then it would cut off yeah. <laughs> and then it would show a link to Facebook. And it's like, okay, they're not really active on Twitter. They're just pushing out their Facebook because they're being lazy. And those tweets didn't look right. They had nothing to it, right? It just, they, they shouldn't have even tweeted because it's just pointless to do that. And then with Instagram, you can push those out to Twitter as well. But then the problem is it doesn't show the photo. It just links to the photo.
1: Yeah, I hate those. Those are so annoying.
0: Yeah, it really is annoying. So it's really best to do everything natively So that means when you have a photo you want to share on all three, well, you're going to upload one directly through Instagram. You're going to upload the other one to Twitter. You're going to upload the other one directly into Facebook, you know, work with the parameters of these natively. That is always the best way to go, but you can definitely experiment. So if for you being a little cheeky on Twitter works, that's awesome. It does. It may not work for somebody else. So I always say experiment and try things and see what works, but you need to know who your community is. Who is it you're trying to reach so that you know how to best talk to them?
1: And I think that's the same across all three platforms. You still want to know who you're speaking to, whether it be on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. You have to have that come to Jesus meeting and say, okay, this is going to be my ideal client. This is who I'm marketing to. This is the hashtag that suits that. But you mentioned also, you know, how a lot of the designers actually that I mentioned before that say, you know, Twitter's not, I'm not successful with Twitter. Why should I even bother doing it? But they are doing that just pushing from Instagram, pushing from Facebook. They're not really putting in the sweat equity to it. And I I I think that's like I alluded to before, that they're just giving up on it too quickly. They're not really nurturing that. And in fact, you and I were talking before the show, when it comes to interior, they're also getting some advice from other designers, media experts, other podcasters, telling them that are in the design industry Don't even bother with Twitter. It's not effective for home services. It's not effective for... So there's some of that too. It's the redheaded stepchild, you know, (laughs) of of, uh, social media companies as far as interior designers. I'm
0: sure you don't agree with that. And you want to tell them why we should use Twitter? I do not agree with (laughs) it at all. And I will tell you why. You made a good point, sweat equity. Right. You're going to always get out what you put in. But also, you got to know how the platform works. So if someone's, and I've had this plenty of times, Madeline, I just don't get Twitter. It's a ghost town. Nobody listens to me, blah, blah, blah. Okay, it means you're not doing it right. It means you don't know how the platform works. People think they know how to do Twitter because how hard can it be? You're just pitting some text in a message. How hard can that be? There are so many little ins and outs, little strategies, little tactics, tons of features that when you know how to use this, like let me let me say this for example. Did you know that you can curate a group of tweets together, put it together as a Twitter moment? So you basically can take really good stuff, really great content, and put it into a format that you can tweet out as a whole so that people can go. Read all this content in one place that you put together. Uh, let's say you go to a conference. Let's say we go to Social Media Marketing World. I've actually done this, where I go to the conference, and you know I'm tweeting. Everybody's tweeting. After the conference, I go create like a best of, and I I curate these tweets in, all together into my Twitter moments. And now I've got this tweet I can put out sharing this. It's all on my Twitter. So nobody's leaving Twitter. They got all these great tweets. It's a great way to consume content. And you're the one putting it together. People see this. It takes it to a whole new level. So there's so many little things you can do. But here's the thing. So when someone first says, Ghost Town, I tell them, go on a Twitter chat. Go on a Twitter chat in your industry. Okay? Go connect with like-minded people. And it will change the way you feel about Twitter because they're out there and they're using Twitter and a Twitter chat is a great way to connect because they're typically an hour long and it revolves around a hashtag. We'll use my Twitter smarter as an example. And actually mine is a chat that I think just about anyone would enjoy because we share Twitter tips and everyone can stand to learn more about Twitter. Twitter smarter every Thursday at one o'clock Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. We'll put that in the show notes. Thank you. You just put in the Twitter smarter hashtag. I actually use a site called tweetchat.com and I like this, especially great for newbies because you put in the hashtag. So you put in Twitter smarter and it'll just show you all the tweets in real time as they're coming in. But what's great is there's a box at the top where you can just type in your tweet right there instead of having to go over to twitter.com or use your phone. And when you do the tweet from there, It will automatically put the hashtag in. And this is very important because when people are new and they come on the chat, they don't realize you have to have the hashtag in. Otherwise, we (laughs) don't see you. Like for that for the The one hour chat. (laughs) Yeah. For the one hour chat, if you tweet me and you don't put that hashtag in, I'm not gonna see it during that hour because for the whole hour, I'm hyper focused on every tweet that goes by that has pound Twitter smarter. That's how a chat works. We're just focused on every tweet that comes in with a hashtag. So we're watching those tweets, we're conversing, we're we're having fun, we're talking about a variety of things. And you're doing this with other like minded people. So through this, you're going to make new friends, you're going to come up with new colleagues, people that you could possibly do business with. So Twitter chats are just great all around. Everyone that's come on there has just said so many great things about wow, like for, for someone that comes on a Twitter chat the first time, they're like, wow, this is amazing. I did not realize I could come on Twitter and do this. You can't do this on any other platform. I mean, technically, you can on Facebook. And this is something I think a lot of people don't realize you can do on Facebook. Just put a post out and tell everyone at whatever day and time, hey, let's just have a conversation here and you just comment on the post in real time. I mean, there's a, that's an a live chat. idea. In
1: fact, when your episode airs, we'll put it out on social media and announce it ahead of time. I think I'm going to try a wingnut social Twitter chat in that day or at least that week yeah. and, and try that out. That's something I just haven't tried yet. Even though I have been following you, I haven't really been doing my homework. So <laughs> I wanted to ask you another question, Madeline. What? How do you feel about retweeting other people's posts versus just doing all of your own. Are the retweets effective at all? Is that good for networking? Or I know that now the engagement, you know, we're looking at a little bit differently there because of your guests, but how do you feel about retweets?
0: I like retweeting. I don't think it's something that's completely necessary. When we're retweeting something, we're basically saying, hey, we like this tweet and we want to share it. However, there's a little bit of laziness to that. Because if it's a great article... That's behind it that you want to share, well, why not just go share that article as your own tweet, right? right? So it's a lot easier to just hit that retweet button. But then on the flip side, someone says, yeah, but if I retweet it, the person who originally sent it out will see that I retweeted. Well, not necessarily because when you retweet something and so do a whole bunch of other people, when you get the notification about it, it's just grouping you all together. So you don't really stand out. If you're saying, oh, well, I'm going to retweet something that madeline tweeted so i'll stand i like, she'll notice me no, it's not a way to get noticed there are other and this goes back to features and knowing how things work there are other ways to get noticed if you want me to notice you just reply to a tweet right so that i get a notification that says you tweeted me at madeline sclar that will get me get you noticed or send me a direct message or follow that will you and you. get a video <laughs> exactly. I, just, I don't idiot. do it. To, I mean, it I can't be possibly do it to everybody I follow because I, you know, so I'll just do them randomly. But what I do is when I see that instead of retweeting, I'll just click the link, go get that link and then go share it as my own tweet. So, you know, it just depends on what you're trying to do. I mean, I see people that just retweet tons of stuff and I look at it and I go, okay, okay. <laughs> It, you know, I think that's our strategy. Is laziness or, yeah, it's like, you know, what's the strategy behind it? So always have a strategy. There's nothing, no, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. But the thing is, you definitely want to have your own tweets in the mix for sure.
1: For sure. You know, something I found out too, since on the Wingnut social side, because I'm, I'm still experimenting, you know, with the brand, the voice and stuff. I found that my tweets that have just text... Something cheeky again seemed to do better than the images with just the pictures. And I realize that's a little bit different of an industry than the interior design industry. But how, in your experience, have you found that tweets that just have something clever, that's just text written or something catchy versus an image, which would you
0: recommend? Either one or the other or both, a mix? or? It's so interesting. This goes back to experimenting because here's the thing. Studies have shown that when you have an image or a video, the engagement rates way higher them clicking on the link is going to be higher like everything is higher but there are plenty of time for us text only like when i do a lot of motivational quotes cuz i just love motivational quotes and they're just text mm-hmm. and many times they'll get more likes and retweets, right? So there's really no one way to do it versus another. And what works for you may not work for me and vice versa. That's why my big thing is always experiment, 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 because you won't know until you just try different things. So try something that's text only and then try something similar, but then with a photo, then do another one similar, but with a video or GIF. Do one with a gift. You know, gifts are doing really well. I try to incorporate gifts and emojis.
3: I have a question for you. In the beginning, when you decide, you know, is Twitter worth this? Am I gonna use Twitter? You know, should I use Twitter? It's not worth it for me. How do you feel about paid advertising? Is is that something that our Twitter ads that they need to look into and maybe donate a little a little flow that way? (laughs) Donate. Donate a little flow that way to help them get started or to get an edge on Twitter.
0: Right. You know, Twitter ads can be useful. It can work for you. You won't know till you try. So I recommend giving it a try, you know, get your feet wet with it a little bit because it also doesn't hurt To know how to do it right to at least have some education like how does this work you know and and just like facebook they have a help area where it has the information it walks you through how to set up an ad how to how to do this but you can try it out and see in my experience i haven't done very well with them i would prefer if i was like okay i'm gonna do paid advertising i have a budget i'm gonna do paid advertising I'm going to most likely pick doing a Facebook ad versus a Twitter ad, and most people will say the same thing because they've had better results using Facebook, but it doesn't hurt to experiment and try Twitter just to see, will it help? Now, Twitter has this thing they've been doing for about a year now where is, and they've been pushing this pretty hard, It's $99 a month, and they will automatically boost like 10 tweets a day to help get you more engagement and more followers. And they're, they'll tell you that we'll guarantee you you'll get, I think like maybe it's 30 more followers a month. It's like 30. That's for hundred bucks? <laughs> for $99, <laughs> yeah. You know, I tried it and the results were not that great. So I, I did not think it was worth $100 I mean, a I month. I guess if you, you got
1: it. one client from that,
0: I mean, the ROI would be. Sure.
1: your Are you allowed to funnel that direction, the demographics, your audience, or is it just a broad 99 bucks?
0: No, the ninety-nine dollars you don't get to do anything. You have ah. no say. Like you can't even choose. Is randomly picking the ten tweets, which I do not like. And like you don't even know. Like does it start at midnight? Like every like it's <laughs> every day they'll do ten tweets. Like they will not even disclose how it works. So that seems like how it how would appeal to people
1: more interested in the vanity metrics, which we talked about earlier. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Which, exactly. You know, for some so, people,
1: that might be that might be an end game. You know, depending could be. on their end goals. So, but I want clients. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I, I want clients. I want to see that cheddar come flowing in.
0: If you want clients, just get on any social media platform, but I recommend Twitter, mm-hmm. and just be authentic and yes, real. Mm-hmm. And that works. That's what works today in 2018.
1: Authenticity. Tell your story. Be who That's you right. are. And uh, works right. and all, and your tribe will come. All right, Madeline, I think that my audience's brains are Twitter fried, by now, but hopefully we've convinced Gosh, I feel like we're just
0: getting started. I mean, I, I can talk about this all day. I do want to mention, I do have a free, like a mini class. I call it my Twitter secret sauce. So it is uh, just some real simple strategies like being consistent and tweeting every day and using Twitter lists and participating in chats. And so it's free. It's available to anyone that wants to go get it. You can go through the entire thing in about 30 minutes. It's just some articles and some videos I made. So if anyone wants to check it out, and if you want to put in the show notes, it's com slash secret sauce. So secret sauce, one word. So com slash secret sauce. So yeah, if anyone would love to check it out and then you know, let me know what you think. The key is learn stuff and go implement it. So everything you're learning today from me sharing some advice and tips and stuff, go do it, go implement. I actually have a tattoo that says just do it because I so That's firmly key, believe
1: in that. Right? Half the game is to show yeah, up. You have just to just show do up. You can listen to a million podcasts, but if you That's don't right. start implementing it, you're going to be pretty knowledgeable, but are you going to be successful? Maybe, no. Exactly. You got to do it. You have to do yeah. it. Thank you so much, Madeline. Are you ready for the Wingnut Social Fire
0: Round? I'm ready. I think <laughs> I can do it. We'll see. We'll find out. <laughs> now it's time for What Up wingnut. wingnut.
1: This is just something we do here because Wingnut did not happen by accident. That's actually my nickname. So we like to keep it a little light and fun and let our audience know just a little bit about more your more authentic side and get to know you a little bit better. So the first question in the Wingnut Fire Round, if you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be?
0: I think I would like to be an oak tree because I like oak trees. I have one right in front of my house that the squirrels love to play in. And uh-huh. I think that would just be my happy place if I if I were a tree.
1: That's Natalie. That, that's,
3: tree. that's my answer every single time she <laughs> asks me that. I'm an oak tree. I'm an oak tree. Why an oak tree? I'm like, because I like oak trees. <laughs> you, you explained it it's not better. about you, Natalie. I know, but you explained it better than I do. Thank yeah. you.
1: All right. Second question. If you were on a deserted island and you could only have one
0: food, what would it be? Oh, it'd have to be pizza. What else?
1: Oh, that's good because you get so many food groups in that one thing. That's great. Yeah. Next one. What's your favorite social media platform? Wait, wait. The suspense. Mm -hmm. I think I know the answer. Gosh, that's
0: a hard one. That's a hard (laughs) one to answer. Uh, Twitter? Maybe. What? Shocking, shocking.
1: <laughs> Next question number four. If you could only have one superhero power, what would it be and why?
0: Okay. I want to have the invisible airplane that Wonder Woman has. I yes. want that. That's, That's awesome. my superpower hero because I could go anywhere and no one will see me. But but not just that, it just looks so darn cool. Like when she's driving that thing, yeah, I want to do that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I remember that show. With Linda Linda. Cape Carter. it all. Yeah, yeah. Cape it all. All right. Last but not least, what is your favorite guilty pleasure?
0: Gelato. Oh my gosh. Oh. I love gelato. Oh, and oh. I try so hard to not eat it every day. But
3: life's too short. You just have to do it. Yeah. That's an exactly. inspirational
1: quote. It. Life's too short. Eat gelato.
0: <laughs> you tweet Maybe I could get that as a tweet sponsored that. tweet on my arm. Yeah, so, yeah, a bit, that would be a good tattoo. Yeah.
1: Thank you so much for joining us, Madeline Sklar. Oh, on the thanks Wingnut for social having Podcast. me. It's been a real treat. I love following you on Twitter. Thank you. We didn't mention your website or anything yet though, right? You want to mention that too?
0: Yeah, yeah. Best place to reach out to me, MadelineSklar.com. And that's M-A-D-A-L-Y-N-S-K-L-A-R.com. And my name everywhere on social. So Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, just type in my name and you will find me.
1: All right, sounds good. Thank you for joining us today. We appreciate it. Thank Thank you you so so much, much,
0: Charlotte. This was fun.
3: Yeah, thank thank you. you. I I learned a few new tips. This is great. Now I'm going to have to, you know, get a little more help. Now you got to go implement them. You got to do it. That's what happens when you just run the books. But yes, I'm learning (laughs) every day.
1: Well that was a very excellent guess. So what do you think guys? Was Madeline able to sway your opinion on using Twitter for interior design? She made some pretty cogent arguments there, right, Natalie? Well, I mean
3: what you learned some stuff, right? Oh, how could I not learn some stuff? She had a lot of information. It was it was very good. Yeah, she is incredibly knowledgeable. And let me tell you, she could talk
1: on the subject for hours. And as it is, we went a little bit over our, our usual time of 30 minutes, to 40 minutes, so so and so. She said she could talk for hours. She said <laughs> she, she could did. actually
3: talk all day about it. And you it. know what?
1: I could listen to her for hours. The little thing about the Twitter moments, I think I'm going to start utilizing that. I mean, I've been aware of it, but I haven't really been using it because truthfully, I've fallen into the interior design trap just like everyone else, and it's been Instagram and Facebook, Instagram and Facebook, da, da 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 I have
3: been using Twitter. It's a very good thing that Wingnut Social handles some of your social media, so you might not be in that Twitter trap you think you're stuck in.
1: Well, that is true. You know, we do Twitter, and I'm constantly telling interior designers, don't forget about Twitter. You have to nurture it. But I think they're so quick to just forget it and focus on the other ones but twitter definitely has its own brand of secret sauce if i may use madeline's term there and the way you post and the way you engage with people in the hashtags and the twitter chats and the little moments that we mentioned before so hopefully go try it yeah try you know try it but don't, just do it don't do it half-assed do it give it three months certain body parts to the wall <laughs> and really get in there and post and and give it your due diligence and follow up. I found in my experience, I didn't have time to ask Madeline this, that you, on Twitter, you just post a little bit more often, a little bit more frequently, because it's kind of like a news roll. That's the way it reads. And Darla Palantir hasn't been posting as often, but Wingnut Social's getting quite a pretty cool little brand voice, if I do say so myself. So, you know, try it. Don't go and post on Facebook, post on Instagram, and have some automatic little robot that posts to Twitter because ain't nobody want to see that. You know, they want to see your organic, real stuff that you've created just for Twitter. If you're not doing that, if you're not doing some of the tips that Madeline Sklar gave us today, then I don't think you're really giving Twitter a shot for your design business. And it'd be a shame for you to miss out on a really important free tool that you could be using to get ROI and real clients. Absolutely. Get out there and start tweeting. So that's it for this episode, Wingnuts. Until next time. So long.